Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of The Real Deal, where real Christians talk about real issues. I thank you for joining me today. My name is Tyrone, and I'm going to be coming to you this morning on January the 10th with another brand new, fresh episode of The Real Deal. First of all, I want to wish a belated Happy New Year to all our listeners, to everyone out there in the world. Uh, I wanted you to know that this is going to be one of the most prosperous years of your life. I believe in that God is going to do miraculous things in 2015. It's going to be better than 2014, 13, 12 combined. So I am excited for about what's going to happen in 2015 for myself, my family, for all you listeners, and for everyone uh, connected to God. So I'm just excited. I'm. Uh, I want to wish y'all happy New Year. I want to wish y'all many blessings. In this new year, want to give a special shout out to everyone that listens in to the new to the real deal, who listens in live at 11:30 a.m. Central Standard Time on Saturdays, and then another shout out to everyone that downloads the podcast, whether it's on iTunes, uh, pod, any other podcast that you may have, or pod uh, receiver that you've got. I just want to thank you for listening in. If you listen in live. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. You can listen into the Real Deal. Um, you go on our Facebook page, Real Deal Talk, on Facebook, uh, and uh, we're going to leave some information in case you want to ask questions or if you want to uh, contact us with anything that's going on in your life or something that you want to discuss. For all of our guests who want to call in, you can call in if you have any questions, any uh, suggestions, ideas, comments or anything, call in live to the show at 347-327-9134. Again, that number is 347-327-9134. So we're not going to uh, waste any more time. We're going to jump right to the subject on this morning. Uh, today's episode, we're talking about accusation. And if you look at the news and things that have been going on um TV's favorite dad, Bill Cosby, has been accused of uh, alleged rape against more than 20-plus individuals. And we're going to talk about that a little bit, but we're also going to talk about uh, if you are falsely accused. Again, we are not the judge or the jury. Um, We don't have all the facts. Bill Cosby has been alleged, alleged rapist. So we don't want to say that he is or is not. But I'm just, we're just going to have a, a real conversation about this. And we're going to talk about if you have been falsely accused yourself. And how do you deal with that? How do you deal if someone points you out for doing something that you did not do? But before we do anything, we want to pray God's blessing over this show. So let's just pray and go to the throne. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the day. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for allowing us to see another year that was not promised. Oh, God, we ask that you touch this conversation, touch the airwaves, touch the Internet, touch those that are listening, touch every household that is represented. Let there be a discussion that will bring about illumination, that will bring about blessing, that will bring about understanding. 
so that we can come together and reason together, O oh God. And, God, we ask that everything that we say be edifying and glorifying to you and to the body of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So basically, let's just hop right into it. I have here, and I'm going to go over real briefly, um, the timeline of uh what has happened to Bill Cosby, all the alleged rape allegations for Bill Cosby. I want to just go over it real briefly, and then we're just going to get right to it. Uh, there was a firestorm controversy surrounding comedian Bill Cosby after multiple allegations have surfaced claiming that he sexually assaulted numerous women with alleged incidents dating back as far as 1969. The 77-year-old is known around the world for his role as a lovable father. He put Huxtable on the long-running sitcom The Cosby Show and for having a stand-up comedy career that spans five five decades. However, beginning in 2004, various claims of sexual assault and date rape began being leveled against Cosby. First incident, 1970, 1965, uh, Christina Roelli claimed in an interview that Cosby sexually assaulted her when she was a 22-year-old secretary at a talent agency. Uh, Carla Ferrigno in 1967, who was married to Lou Ferrigno, star of Incredible Hulk, although she was not married at the time, allegedly been invited on a double date with Cosby and his wife. Carla claimed that both couples went to Cosby home and were shooting pool in the basement. She goes on to allege that at one point she and Cosby ended up alone together and that he allegedly pulled her close and kissed her roughly as she tried to fight him off. 1969, Joan Tarshish went public in 2014 with allegations that Cosby had raped her in 1969. Um, when she, The same year, he made jokes about spiking women's drinks with drugs when she was a 19-year-old comedy writer. Toria Valentino, 1970, a former play, a Playboy playmate, claims that she was introduced to Cosby as a Playboy bunny in 1970. Um, she claims that Cosby drove her and her roommate to an apartment in the Hollywood Hills, she alleged Cosby forced her to perform sex acts and then claimed that he raped her. 1971, Luisa Mortiz, known for her work on One That Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, claimed that Cosby forced her to perform sex acts on him in the dressing room of the Johnny Carson Tonight Show dressing room in 1971. Helen Hayes in 1973 claimed that Cosby encountered her, stalked her and her friends during a league-long celebrity golf tournament in Pebble Beach. She led on the last night of the tournament. Cosby approached her from behind, reached over her shoulder, and grabbed her. Judy Huth, 1974, filed a lawsuit against Cosby, said in 1974 when she was 15, along with an unnamed 16-year-old female friend, wandered onto a movie set where Cosby was working. According to what went on, he invited her and her friend to his home where he served them alcohol. Um, Tamara Green, 1975, Shared her story on the Today Show that she was she uh, she was suffering from the flu when she met Cosby and numerous numerous other people in the L.A. restaurant. Cosby gave her pills that would help her with flu symptoms. Before long, she was nearly unconscious. Green wanted to claim that Cosby took her back to her home, address, undressed her, and began groping her. Uh, Therese Serenzi's in the mid seventies, and, and the list goes on and on. And I will put this on the Real Deal website. I'm on the Facebook page just to go over. All the allegations. Here's my problem. And I want to give out a caveat, first of all. If you have been raped, if you uh, 
are being raped now, if you ever get raped in the future, do not be ashamed. Please tell law enforcement or somebody. Rape is not a plain matter. I do not take it lightly. I don't believe that you should shame people. You have, you are not. Um, it is not your fault if you are raped. And I want. I just want to make that known that I don't believe that we should take rape lightly because that is a very very serious, vile, disgusting sin that someone can do against somebody else. And if I wasn't a Christian, I would say to do something malice to people who rape people, but I'm not going to say that because I am a Christian and I believe that God can save anybody. But here's the thing. Back in the 60s and 70s, Cosby was not at the top of his game. We were dealing, just getting off of the civil rights movement, that numerous African Americans did not have the same kind of did not have the power that he had back in the eighties. And you look at numerous individuals that come forward saying that he drugged me and raped me, I'm skeptical in regards to these particular allegations. First of all, we have to realize that you got raped, if you get raped thirty years ago and you say nothing for thirty years. What prompts you to open your mouth now to start saying that somebody raped you? Now, do I believe that Cosby was faithful all the years of his marriage? Do I believe that he was the best husband in the world? No, I don't believe that. But to uh, to make allegations that somebody drugged and raped you, 30 people, and there is no criminal action put against them. If you were raped, the first thing you should do is go to the police and say, hey, I was raped. I have somebody did this to me, and that would have put a halt on the Cosby empire. And the thing is, back in the 60s, if an African-American male raped a white woman, that was a double no He would have been put under the jail. So I just don't see how an African-American male can weave for 30 years raping women and nobody comes forth with criminal charges against him. Um, I've seen numerous people stand up for Bill Cosby. Jill Scott stood up for Jill Cosby, uh, Bill Cosby on her tweet. Jerry Seinfeld, um, even his co-host, uh, Claire Huxley, who was played by Felicia Rashad, she even stood up. There are individuals who are purposely tainting the legacy of a great black comedian. And it's a shame that people hold it, hold all this against him. The man is seventy-seven years old. He is, he, you know, he has. He's a great philanthropist. He is a great uh, comedian. He has contributed to the civil rights movement. He has contributed millions to numerous organizations, to Temple University. But then a few people come together and say that he raped me. But you did not say anything back in the sixties and seventies and eighties when this first happened. And that, I'm kind of curious about that as to what made you hold your peace. And when you read more into why they hold the peace, well, they say, well, I didn't want to, you know, he was, it would stifle my career. It would cause me to have problems in Hollywood. It would cause different things. That's ludicrous. Can American male in the 60s and 70s, you know how difficult it is for African-American actors nowadays in 2015? But back in the 70s, it was very difficult for them to be on the screen. And any little thing could have halted them in their career. So 
I'm just a little skeptical of people just hopping up all of a sudden, oh, well, Cosby Rayton. I just do I believe that he may have had sexual relations with these women? Yes. I'm not I'm not naive. I'm not stupid. I know that individuals with large sums of money who are celebrities, they come across women and they live their life and they do what they do. I'm not saying it's is right, it is wrong, but hey, that's what happened. But to allege that somebody raped you is just taking it to the extreme. Um there are times when, and we want to talk about this in the Christian life. We want to talk about individuals about when you believe that you are, you know, when you are falsely accused of something, when you are um, pointed out and said that you did this or you did that. And I want to pull up some biblical references in regards to false accusations. Um. Let's look. I'm looking at a uh, article from Crosswalk Magazine, and it says, "How to keep going after false accusations, spiritual living, and Christian faith." And we look at individuals who have been falsely accused, and how they deal with those issues. Um, the first person that they bring up with is Joseph. Um, in the Old Testament, as a servant. Joseph was accused of raping the, the wife of his master, Potiphar. He was thrown in jail, and this was just one of the many ways he suffered unjustly. And when you look at that story, we understand that there was a, he, he was sold into slavery by his brothers. He was brought into um, a palace of a nobleman, and his wife wanted him. And when the wife wanted him, when he refused her, he... He tried to run from her. He took a piece of his clothing and alleged that he raped her. That's one particular situation. But you look at through what happened when he was falsely accused, God put him in a situation where he still prospered, even though he was a convict and a felon, and though he was sold into slavery. He put him as the top man, one of the top men in Egypt, even though he was falsely accused. Um. The next example is Moses, and it says, although faithful, the Israelites accused him of bringing them out in the wilderness to die. So when God spoke to Moses and said, hey, I hear the cries of my people. I want you to be the deliverer of my people. He's obedient to God. He's trying to do all that he's trying to do. He goes into Egypt um, with the, with God with him, ministers to them, tells uh tells the Pharaoh to let God's people go. He lets them go. They go across the Red Sea. God destroys the enemy, many, many uh, miracles. God gives them manna. God helps them. God keeps them. And at times, the children of Israel were discouraged because they were in the wilderness due to their unbelief. And because of that, they became very angry with Moses. They said, you called us to come out here to die. So Moses was also falsely accused of, of just being obedient to God. Then we look further, we look at King David. And, and King David is one of my favorite people to look at as someone who was unjustly persecuted. It says, David proved himself to have courage and integrity, but was falsely accused by King Saul, who was insecure and jealous of, of trying to dethrone him. So we look at David. He is uh, a shepherd boy, uh, 
Samuel uh, anoints him to be the next king of Israel when Saul goes off on his own thing. We look further down into the story. God, uh, there was a situation where Goliath is taunting the children of Israel, and they said, we need someone to go against Goliath. David says, I'll go against him. He gets five smooth stones, a slingshot, and with the with God behind him, he slays the giant. Everyone says, everyone's propping David up, saying, oh, you did this, you did that, and no one's giving any attention to Saul. Saul becomes insecure to hunt David because he believes that David is trying to dethrone him, and we see that David is unjustly persecuted for something that he did not do. He was just being obedient to God. And as believers, we need to understand that we are going to go through times in our lives where we are falsely accused by individuals that we love, by our families, by our church by different individuals, but the Bible indicates that when you are, when people lie on you, when people falsely say things, first of all, make sure it's not true, and second of all, know that you're blessed. That's part of the Christian walk. And also, when we receive information about somebody else, which seems to be wild, we need to look into ourselves, and we need to not gossip and believe all this gossip and hearsay about other people. I don't believe everything that people say. I look at people's character. And if there's a particular issue, I go to that particular person. I say, I've heard this. Is this true? And when we do that, we clear up a lot of mess and a lot of foolishness. I promise you. If you want to clear up a lot of mess and foolishness, I, uh, there's an elder at our church who says something that made a lot of sense. People bring garbage to a garbage can. If you take the time to keep listening to all this mess and listening to people gossip and say all of this evil stuff about other people, then they look at you as a trash can. You are a receptacle for gossip. You are a receptacle for negative talk. You are a receptacle for ungodly things. And the thing about God is one of the things that he hates is a lying tongue. That's one of the uh, sins that God hates. People who lie, people who say things that are not true, people who falsely accuse people. And then another one that he hates is people that shed innocent blood, people who say things and, and, and kill people behind their backs, kill people in groups and, and, and on Facebook and everything, that kill people who have not done anything. And the other thing, this is a, a triple whammo, another thing that God hates is people that cause dissension among brethren, people that cause people to split, people who don't bring unity to other individuals who try to start mess all the time. God hates those things. And when we falsely accuse people, we are breaking all three of those things, three things that God hates. Now, God hates all he, – he does not like sin. He does not like mess. But when he indicates that he hates something to a new level, that's going to, okay, you're going to really upset God when we do those things. So I, I'm i just shocked on how after 30 years people are coming out with these allegations against Cosby, how they're saying that he did all of these things. And then all the people who are turning their backs on him, he's poured so much into the black community, into the, the world, 
and uh, being a positive role model, being a positive black male, and individuals are alleging that he's raping them. Um, one thing I wanted to go over with, because there's a few things that I saw, an article by Dr. Phil, and it said advice. What do you do when you're wrongly accused? And I'm going to bring over a few things real quick. And, and anybody who wants to dial in, please dial in at 347-327-9134. If you want to discuss it, um, you can dial 1, and that will indicate to me that you're on the line. And we can discuss this further. Um, but looking at this article, it says what to do when you're wrongly accused. And first thing is accept that there is no way you can erase what has happened. Even though the accusation may be fair and untrue, the situation is real. You need to get out of denial about that in order to deal with it in the here and now. So you just got to get over it. Someone lied on you, get over it. That happens. It hurts you, we understand. Move forward. The second thing, watch your catastrophic language. If you keep saying this is horrible and your life is ruined, you add to the stress. Put things in perspective. An innocent child in a burn unit of a hospital is horrible. Perhaps your situation isn't as tragic. Perhaps your life isn't ruined, but just damaged. Change your internal dialogue, and you will feel better. Start speaking positive things. Say, I'm going to get over this. Quit dwelling on what happened to you, what people said, what people accused you of doing, but start speaking the word over your life and over your situation and move past it. Don't let people keep you in the jail in, in, in your mind. Life law number two. Oh, I'm sorry, point number three. You create your own experience. The first person you've got to repair your reputation with is you. Are you a bad person? Are you a bad citizen? Do you hurt people? Do you commit crimes? The answer is probably no. Stop feeling guilty and angry with yourself. Own your mistakes. Forgive yourself for them, but don't continue to beat yourself up. Life is not a success-only journey. Learn from your bad decisions and move on. Next point, ask yourself what you would like to see happen in order to clear your name. Is there anything that anyone, the authorities, your coworkers, someone in your church can do that could ever make your situation better? Talk to someone in the church. Talk to a pastor. Talk to uh, another, a, a brother or a sister in your church. Say, hey, was I wrong in this situation? Or um, this is not what happened. What do you think I should do next? Next, understand that people might come forward to admit they were wrong and they may not. It is up to you to put this behind you. Give yourself what you wish you could receive from others. You need to say to yourself, I know I didn't do this, and I will give myself what I wish the community, the authorities would give me, and that is forgiveness. Forgive. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Forgive those that speak negatively against you. Forgive those that falsely accuse you. Forgive those that try to cut you down. Because when you forgive people, that takes the power away from them, the ball back in your court. So forgive. Now, this is, a, this is something that my dad always taught me. He's something that he preaches all day, every day, and says this. I've, I've heard it so many times, but it's so true. It says, you teach people how to treat you. Dr. Phil tells his guests, if you, want, if you walk into the world and you're hanging your head and you kind of don't want to look anyone in the eye and you're shameful, then people will treat you that way. You've got to decide, I did not do this crime, I am innocent, I've owned my bad decision, which comes with being young, and I am not going to hang my head in shame. If you do, 
you will engage people that way. That's the fundamental way for you to get through this. You have to be your own best friend, and you have to decide who you are at the core. Begin the process of closure by not reacting to what people think, what you think people are saying about you. If you allow people to be, if you allow yourself to be intimidated, feel guilty, or shrink away because of what people think, you are putting yourself in a prison. I believe that to, to my whole heart. You got to teach people how to treat you. There is a particular standard that you need to have for individuals to engage you. I am not going to be treated like this. I don't feel I need to be treated like this. I have worth. I have value. Prison make you hang your head down. You say, hey, if you don't, if you want to talk about me, hey, if you're going to treat me like this, I love you, but I'm going to keep it moving. I'm not going to try to be your friend. I have a standard for my life, and that's how I want people to treat me. The next point. Don't try to address every allegation. If you decide to start defending yourself, that will become your full-time job, Dr. Phil tells a guest. If you answer every story, every piece of gossip, every allegation in your life, that's all you will ever do. You will be completely consumed by this, and it will take all your life. State the facts. Say what you, if you did something wrong, own up to it. But if you didn't, say I didn't do it. And quit worrying about all this gossip and other stuff. That's going on because you just don't have time to chase down every lie. My pastor always says, I don't have time to chase down a lie or I'll be running all day long. If you look at stop reacting to rumors, you get it legs by reacting to it, Dr. Phil tells his guests. Don't draw attention to yourself defending the rumor. You need to give yourself permission to just live your life. If there are people out there who think something bad about you, and you don't like them, and then those won't be your friends. There will be other people who will like you and love you and respect you for who you are, and they will be your friends. Quit begging people, and I believe this, quit begging people to be your friend, quit begging people to like you, quit begging people to love you. You have your own self-worth. People value for who you are. You ain't got to beg people. You ain't got to join nobody's clique. You ain't got to join nobody's club. Be who you are. And... Let's look at stand up for yourself and say, I'm taking my power back. I'm not going to give them the power to pick my feelings. They're wrong, and I can look myself in the mirror knowing the truth, Dr. Phil tells the guest. You have to decide that you believe in who you are and what you stand for and what you do, and you just need to go forth and do it. We need to walk, walk forward from the situation. Who you are and what you do, that will win out in time. Don't waste your time. Stand up for yourself. Take the power back. Say, I'm not, my dad always told me, I choose when I get upset. I choose when I get mad. I choose when I feel hurt. I'm going to choose, I'm not going to let negative energy get into 2015. I'm not going to let negative energy infiltrate my mind, my spirit, my soul. I'm not going to deal with any of that to move forward because I'm going to choose how I feel. And it says, know that it's normal to feel a twinge of guilt, even if you're completely innocent. We always hear about guilt by association, but there is also guilt by accusation. People hear something negative and tend to believe it. If you accuse a person unfairly, he or she has that twinge just from having the finger pointed at her. And a lot of times, even if you haven't done anything, you may start examining yourself, and that's a good thing. If someone accuses you of something, they say, hey, is my life what it's supposed to be? Am I living how I'm supposed to live? Am I doing all that I know how? 
And the last one is don't fall in the trap of acting out with non-directional frustration. The stress that comes with being wrongly accused can lead a person to act out with those close to him, like a spouse or a child. Don't filter all that stuff to innocent people. Don't go off on your child. Don't beat your child. Don't um, yell at your wife. Don't transfer that stress home or don't transfer the stress from home to work and with your coworkers. Deal with the issue and move on. So I thank God for this uh, this time. I thank God for this particular forum to talk about this because it's been bothering me because I love Bill Cosby. I think he's a great role model. I look at him as a forefather for black individuals, for black successful men. And it kind of hurt my heart that a lot of people are turning their back on him. Um, and it's a lot of stuff we don't even know if it's true or not, but you take 30 years to talk about this, it's kind of weird to me. But I just thank God for this opportunity. I thank God for talking to our listeners. Please feel free to download this podcast if you want to listen to it in its entirety on iTunes. Uh, and you can go to our Facebook page or the Blog Talk Radio, and you can download this to your cell phone, to uh, anything that you have that will listen that can download podcasts. And we want to also let you know that in February we are – there's a great workshop that's coming at Great Amount of at Church of God in Christ. It's called Foundation February. And on every Tuesday in the month of February, starting at 7 o'clock at Great Amount of Sinai, 5384 North 60th Street, we're going to have great, powerful, concise workshops to make 2015 the most prosperous year in your life. So we want to make sure that you come out and support. We love you. Be blessed. And thank you for listening to The Real Deal. God bless.